0: welcome to NPP Soundbites. I'm Lisa Linton. With the COVID-19 pandemic in its second year and so many of us in lockdown today, you're probably feeling a little wanderlust. So in this episode of NPP Soundbites, we're bringing the world to you. Anita Lemaire is Product Executive Global Cards and Payments at FIS Global, the organisation behind the flavours of Fast Report and the Performance Against Customer Expectations, or PACE, report. In this episode of NPP Soundbites, Anita draws from these reports to give us a glimpse of the latest developments in data rich real time payments from around the world, particularly in relation to request to pay and B2B payments. Thank you for joining me today, Anita. Thank you for inviting me. It's
1: exciting to talk about real-time payments globally.
0: So for anyone not aware, who is FIS Global and what does your organisation do? So FIS
1: is the leading provider of financial technology solutions to merchants, banks and capital markets globally. We've been ranked first in the IDC FinTech rankings for the fourth consecutive year And that demonstrates the breadth of the services that FIS is uh, delivering to the financial services industry. So we are supporting instant payments across 24 countries and are dedicated and um, focused on advancing the way the world pays banks and invests. FIS have delivered um, a Flavors of Fast report, which is a deep dive into the insights Uh, into real-time payments. uh, And we've been doing that over the last seven years. And that's a global publication which covers 60 countries.
0: When the flavours of Fast Report first came out, there were just 14 markets with live real-time payment system across the world. That has now grown to 56. Can you describe for me the real-time payments growth that's happened around the world and what you think have been some of the key drivers behind that increase?
1: Yeah. So you can really see the speed uh, and the adoption of real time payments globally. Um, it is far, it's, it's the adoption is becoming really fast, but we also see it accelerating as we start to see some of the innovation from the different markets um, globally as, as this is all rolling out. So when um, we issued the last version of the Flavors of Fast report, there were six countries where the volume of the payments actually doubled within a 12-month period, and Australia was one of those countries. And you look at the countries that also doubled the value of the payments that were being processed across the real-time payments network, Australia was one of those four countries as well. So you're really seeing uh, this amazing speed and adoption across real-time payments, but you're also seeing that Australia is absolutely one of the leaders in the adoption of those real-time payments.
0: And we'll come to Australia in in a moment, but India was described in the last report as the real-time payments capital of the world, and it's one of those countries that has doubled its real-time payments volume in a year. What's behind India's phenomenal growth?
1: They've got a great real-time payment system, so they've got the immediate payment system, the IMPS system, and I think they've really got a focus on uh, the digital adoption Uh, of the uh, payments in India, they're processing about 41 million transactions a day. And they're by far, and they've got the uh, volume by far um, uh, compared to the the next countries down on the list. But it's really around uh, their focus on digital payments. And they're really in a unique area where they've got um, great uh, intellectual capital, the ability to innovate, and they've got an amazing potential for growth in that market as well, just based on their population. So they're really seeing a great take-up across all of those domestic payments that they're now processing digitally.
0: And what other countries or regions have experienced rapid growth and, and where else is that growth coming from?
1: So the growth is really around the adoption of the, the payments and the willingness for uh, the consumers to effectively adopt that technology. So we're seeing um, growth significantly across APAC, and APAC really is leading. If you look at the um, four of the top five countries that are processing real-time payments, they're all across the Asia-Pacific region. You've got India, China, South Korea, Thailand. Um, they are all really um, are adopting uh the real-time payments, as something that is just a basic banking relationship for them now. And once you've got the adoption for real-time payments, you can layer on the innovation on top of that. And that really drives the the volume.
0: How much has the COVID-19 pandemic driven the global shift to real-time payments? I think the
1: pandemic has introduced social distancing. And the minute you've got social distancing, you've got a reduction in cash. So um, FIS does the flavours of FAST report, but we're also about to release um, the PACE report, uh, which is the performance against consumer expectations. That's a report we did surveying the Australian public in their relationship they have with their key banking partners. The use of cash is reduced by 30%, but you're also, along with that, seeing a significant reduction in the availability of ATMs. So in the last quarter, there's been over 2,000 ATMs uh, taken out um, of the general community because there isn't that demand for cash anymore. And when we come out of the pandemic, cash is not coming back. That, That drive and that move to digital payments is going to be a permanent move. Now, cash isn't going away completely, but we're just seeing a significant reduction.
0: So you mentioned before that Australia is up there in terms of growth and the volume. Um, How does Australia's MPP's capabilities compare to other national systems?
1: So real-time payments uh, was was a great roller and it has been really successful in the Australian market. What's important now is the roadmap. And you can see the roadmap uh, across real-time payments is really keeping us up to date with they leaders in real-time payments globally. And if you look at the Pay2 initiative, that's allowing that third-party payment initiation, which is really important. That's your request to pay. And you look at the other regions that are also looking at that rep- request to pay capability, particularly across Europe uh, and the UK, India uses it. Um, it is opening up the channels between the consumers, that are making the payment and the third party, which is requesting the payment. And when you get that link between those two parties, you can get a significant amount of innovation into that uh, payment experience. So I think that when you're you're looking at MPP, pay two is an important component of that. That's gonna be mandated payments. When you look at some of the other markets that are looking at that request to pay, uh, the US with FedNow, is putting request to pay as a mandatory component of their launch. It's not coming as a second phase. They're actually pulling it back and saying they want that as one of the first things that they have in their product as they're launching. So you can see that when you're looking at the other countries that are adopting it, they're sort of bringing that back front and centre as an important component of what they're doing.
0: So at MPP, we like to remind people that real-time payments represent so much more than speed. What trends are you seeing emerging from around the world that go beyond just speed? And are are there any countries breaking new ground here?
1: Definitely more than just speed. Uh, I think uh, the ease of of the use so that the um, ability to to make those payments in a frictionless way is really important, the safety is really important, making sure that uh, you're addressing any uh, points of compromise for your data and forward. that's that's really important as well. But the innovation that layers on top of it is, is really um, what we're looking to now for, for the industry trends. We're looking at a lot of attention being paid for the B2B market, so that business-to-business payments. And the initiative uh, to put the invoice numbers uh, on the messages, uh, really important because that allows the businesses to reconcile the payments that are being made between each other. And taking out the complexity of the accounts payable and accounts receivable from the business to business ecosystem is really critical And you look at um, what is happening across the US and Europe, 68% of companies say that they're either piloting or they're going to be implementing a real-time payment solution for their B2B payments in the next five years. So we're taking real-time payments, which has largely been rolled out to consumers, and the businesses are turning around and saying, hey, that is going to significantly improve the way I manage those businesses so that's really important for the b2b i think cryptocurrency is getting a lot of attention as well um, i think a lot of people are, are talking about uh, cryptocurrency not just you know uh, the digital currencies like bitcoin but the central bank digital currencies the data that needs to be exchanged for a cryptocurrency transaction is quite unique so the flexibility of those real-time payments messages to have data in the messages to be able to support some of those uh, cryptocurrency uh, exchanges is really important as well. So we're seeing some a lot of interest in cryptocurrency.
0: If you were to give any advice or any watchouts or any you know, words of encouragement to the Australian payments industry in regards to rolling out the Pay2 service to Australia, what is it that we have to get right?
1: When you look at consumers and what they're looking for in the payment systems of today and tomorrow it's around um, uh, the security the trust so so you need to have those systems up um, uh, all the time 24 7 Uh, you need to make sure that when you're going to make that payment that there is no technical issues with making that payment because that impacts the trust of the consumers so we've got we've got that now, we've got the speed, we've got the transparency, we've got the trust. These these networks have been implemented and everybody is really happy with the way that it's rolled out through Australia. We're now looking at that next layer of how do we simplify those interbank transfers um, with those mandated payments. It's going to be seamless and it's going to be quick by moving those across. The consumers are going to want to see that from their financial institutions as a service. So we're going to need to, what, once, once we start, we're going to need to make that journey quite quickly because very quickly people are going to turn around and say, what do you mean it takes three days to manage your payment? Right. Okay. My, ba- my, my bank does it real time. What, you know, we're going to get that sort of pushback from the consumers to say, it's now in the industry. I'm now demanding that across all of my financial relationships. But you look at the millennials, 16% of them say that it's mandatory for them and they wouldn't consider a banking relationship without it. And you know, this is how quickly that that um, experience and the expectations are changing. For people that are that are banking now,
0: I've often when I have discussions with people who work in payments and get excited about payments, those who are outside payments probably don't appreciate or understand what happens to enable them to have that payment experience. If they just simply expect it has to happen this way,
1: there's 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 absolutely an expectation of simplicity, speed, and uh, transparency to that data. You're you're seeing the notifications now. You've just made this transaction. You're seeing that that transparency of those transactions is really important.
0: That's an excellent comment for us to end on, I think.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. And it was great to be able to talk to you today.
0: If you'd like to download a copy of the Flavours of Fast Report or the Pace Report, visit fisglobal.com.